Podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to Nana 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 Podcast, the Batman Podcast for people who know about Batman. <laughs> people, people who used to date us. I tell you, my ex uh, is apparently a fan of the show. You did, and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so today, I'm Danny. I'm Chelsea. As I am every day. I was going to say, I'm always yeah. Chelsea. That's yeah. just... um, Chelsea, what did we watch this week? This week, we watched The Adventures of Batman. Yes. We also broadcast as the Batman Superman Hour, and... Uh, the adventures of Batman with Robin the Boy Wonder. Yes. Basically, they had uh, the way we decided to to handle TV shows. We're, we don't want to spend as much time with them on the movies. We're not going to go through like every episode of every right. TV show. And there's a couple of Batman shows where they were broadcast a couple times under different names. Or it was the same TV show, but they changed names over the course. But like, there's like eight or nine different Super Friends shows, but it was like the same cast and mm. crew and the same everything was the same. But they just kept for legal reasons they had to keep changing the name. Um, huh. Yeah, and so for this, uh, we we're just going to treat, and we're also not going to talk about any shows that had their own movie. So. Batman the Animated Series, we're not going to talk about. Batman Beyond, we're not going to talk about. The 1966 Batman uh, Adam West show, we won't talk about. But Batman, Adventures of Batman, Batman Superman Hour, Adventures of Batman with Robin the Boy Wonder, covering that today. Okay, we are having a bunch of technical problems today. It's my fault, I can't read. That's the technical problem. You're a woman. It's true, I am not educated. I only earned my degrees by making out with professors. That's weird. That's how I got mine. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, high five. Equality. Okay. Uh, so we watched uh, Batman Adventures, Adventures of Batman slash Batman Superman Hour. Yes. Chelsea, tell us about the people, so the actor people. The actor people. The yeah. first actor person mm. is named Olan Soleil, I believe. I mean, that is his name. I think I could just be pronouncing it wrong. Who is the voice of Batman? He was born in Illinois in 1909 to direct as a direct descendant of three Mayflower passengers, which is a lot. And also, I want to know how it was three. Yeah, they all just two, each other. two love triangle. Here we go. Um, so he actually like worked in a circus tent show. He was a 32nd degree mason. He was a shriner. He spent more than 10 years on radio doing voiceover. He had TV appearances on basically every show on TV land, including I Love Lucy, The Andy Griffith Show, Dragnet, Mr. Ed, The Twilight Zone, Bewitched, The Addams Family, The Munsters, Gunsmoke, Bonanza, Little House on the Prairie, Dallas, and many more. And probably most impressive of all, he got married at age 20 and stayed married for 63 years. He also got some kind of medal in World War II that was awarded to him in like the 80s, which I didn't realize was a possibility. 
possibility, but I had to look it up, and I guess there's no time limit on medals. Hmm. They can just award them whenever. Seems like somebody should have gotten around to that sooner, though. Yeah, you think. I, I, I do remember there being this weird conversation with my grandparents where my grandfather got some kind of mysterious letter from the Army in, like, the 50s, and he... I guess he wasn't home at the time, and they wouldn't leave it with her, so she just... They took it back to the post office or something, and he refused to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And she... Because of, like, what if they're redrafting me or something? Yeah, exactly. Like, she was convinced it was, like, a medal, and he's like, could be, don't care. I don't want to take the risk of it getting drafted. Right. Don't need any more medals. I'm fine. Right. And uh, and it always bugged me that. I'm like, well, but it was, like, 1950-something. How would they be giving you a medal? Apparently, that's a possibility. But does that mean that your grandfather has a medal somewhere that's just never been claimed? Possibly. Or possibly a draft notice. Well, is your grandfather still alive? He's not. Then it is not an effective draft notice. <laughs> so you should look into that. Imagine if draft notices could be, like, passed down. and like I'm generation. Yeah, I'm getting shipped out to Korea. Like a Mulan? Yeah. Ba Mulan. Like, they shipped me to Korea in his, his place, and like, It'd be cool now, though, because, like, South Korea is awesome. Yeah, they make me go on vacation to Korea. Like, sorry, you're going to have to serve a tour in Korea. Am I still getting paid? Yeah, you'll have a pension. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that'd be, actually, sign me up. Yeah. I will have to shoot a lot of Korean people, which is not going to go over Only, yeah, you would. That's not good. Yeah. Maybe just, like, water gun. Thoughts? I'm fine with that. (laughs) You'd still be an asshole, inconveniencing <laughs> everyone's day, so that's fine. Uh, what, what, who else was in this? Uh, Casey Kasem, the famous radio DJ, is the voice of Robin. Yeah. He was also the original voice of Shaggy on Scooby-Doo. No shit. Yes, shit. Um, he was born in Detroit to Lebanese parents. Um, I really wish I had written down what his Lebanese name was, but I did not. He actually did Casey, serve in... No. Is that a le- I don't know how Lebanese no. work. No, that's not it at all. Casey O'Kasem. That would be if he were Irish, maybe. <laughs> Casey O'Kasem. Casey Kasemberg. <laughs> <laughs> so he actually was drafted to Korea because mm. he went to the post office to see if he got a medal. Right. Uh, you don't go to the post office. Don't go to the post office. Actually, I try to avoid comes it. From come I do. going to the post office. Um, stamps.com, we would be great for putting an ad in right here. Please let us. Please give us money. Um, so he worked as a DJ while he was in Korea, which is a great job. He was a devout, Good lifelong morning, vegan. Good morning, Korea. Good morning, Koreatown. I like a cheap massage. <laughs> um, he quit Scooby-Doo in 1995 when they asked him to be in a Burger King commercial. Which seemed a little extreme. Like, can you just say no? Yeah. But I guess if he said no and then they hired someone else to do it, he could still kind of be, like, implicitly supporting it. Or maybe there's a contractual it. thing where, like, he had to be shaggy and he wasn't... But it, then if he quit, then that doesn't... Yeah, that doesn't get him out of his... Anyway, he came back in 2002, uh, only after negotiating that shaggy be a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. He was an activist for Arab and Arab-American rights. He's a super supporter of liberal politics. Um, the end of his life, he it's was weird. recognized for his contributions and like that part's not weird. put in a couple of Hall of Fames, mm-hmm. but also 
Um, now it gets weird. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not good. His, it was really complicated with his family life. His second wife kept his kids away from him and his first wife and, like, hit him in hospitals. And there were allegations that she wasn't taking care of him properly, that she was trying to get him to die sooner. And then that she went against his wishes for how he wanted to be buried. It's all really fucked up. It's fucked up. It's like real fucked up, man. And then after he died, what happened? A lot of stuff's happened since he died. (laughs) What happened to him after he died? I don't know. After he died, uh, she starts like hiding his body from his family. And, like, shipped it to Canada. And, like, oh, that was so that he couldn't do an autopsy yeah. to determine if elder abuse was real. And that's why she cremated him. Right. But there's, like, this whole big, weird, like, couple weeks where everyone's like, where's Casey Kasem? What happened to him? Where is his body now? Where in the world is Casey Kasem? Where is the world he is Casey He was wearing Kasem's a red corpse? hat somewhere. <laughs> um, so that's who we're looking at playing in these, are we to three episodes? Is that right? We did, yeah, we're just going to talk about a couple episodes this week. We picked out three. They're short. They're only like 15 minutes long. They're very short. So. Uh, some of them are less than that. The way this show worked is they'd have, like, two 12-minute episodes and one six-minute episode, I think, oh. of Batman. And then, like, a couple Superman, well, depending on which. They, they took the same footage and, like, rebroadcast it a couple times mm-hmm. under different names. So the original was the Batman Superman Hour. Batman Superman Hour. Yeah. That's the theme song, unofficially. Um, so the first one is called My Crime is Your Crime. Yes. We which talk, is, yeah. this land is your land, my crime is our crime. Oh, I just went in the episode order. They had numbers next to them. Okay, well, that's the one we'll talk about first time. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so this is... You, you got to keep in mind that this is Hanna Barbera, which mm-hmm. is who is like famous for their terrible animation, like really cheap yeah. animation. They're, they're the same ones who did Scooby Doo. They did like the Flintstones, Flintstones, the Jetsons, all that. All great shows. Yeah. I love uh, the Jetsons. Jetsons is terrible. You're wrong. The Jetsons was so dumb. You're dumb. Have you ever heard the theory that the Flintstones and the Jetsons are in the same universe, and the Flintstones are just the poor people? Who live on, like, the ground, the Jetsons live, like, up in the sky, and they're the, the rich ones? You know, if I look, if I just compare that to the people that I know who are rich and who are poor, and my family being the poor ones, I definitely say we identify more with the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, am a Jetson. You are not. I'm a total Jetson. You're from Virginia. Have you seen my house? No. Have you, this apartment, I mean? Oh, yeah. Compared to me, in this city, you are a Jetson. Oh, I'm, I'm not a Jetson. even a Flintstone. I'm, I'm like, Jetson. Dino. <laughs> no, I'm the dinosaur that they use in the, wherever they work to lift things up. Right. You're just always there like, it's a living. Uh, it's a plain record. Job's a job. They let me eat as many rocks as I want. They got really off topic really I really want to see an episode of the Flintstones where he's like a racist Flintstone character who's like, all these dinosaurs coming in here taking our jobs. Actually, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. But, you know, if this was pre-Civil Rights pre-racism. Movement, so... This was before racism existed, so... Back in the good old days. Back in the good old days. Nothing but white people. Make Hanna-Barbera great again. <laughs> um, Hanna-Barbera was never great. Make Hanna-Barbera grape-ape again. Grape-ape! Yeah. Uh, my first note on this episode is that the credits should have a seizure warning. I wrote down almost word for word that exact thing. Did you really? Yeah. That's hilarious. I, I wrote down, 
uh, seizure-inducing intro. (laughs) (laughs) And I am not epileptic, thank God. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but if I had... (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with being epileptic. Yeah, there's something wrong with it. It, You have seizures. Yeah, but I said, like, I said, thank God I'm not epileptic. Like, it's like, oh. It's okay to be glad you're not epileptic. I am glad I'm not epileptic, and now I know for sure that I'm not because I watched this intro and did not have a seizure. Yeah. Batman and Robin watch various sports where things keep turning into umbrellas. Yeah, there's and like I was a, just like, I don't care, it's sports. There's like a baseball bat that turns into an umbrella, a pole vault, uh, a couple other things. And so Batman and Robin do their free association thing, like in Batman the movie, where it's just like, huh, umbrellas? One word, another word, nothing makes sense, here's an idea. Umbrellas, rain, you use umbrellas during the rain, rain is water, what lives in water, fish live in water, what lives, what eats fish, penguins! It's a penguin. Yes. The penguin is behind us. And then you just watch it the whole time, and you're just like... (laughs) Like when your friend's really high, and you're like having a conversation, and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, like totally random thing, and you're like, dude, how did you get there? And if they like walk you back through it, you're like, all right, it makes sense, but I'm a little afraid of you. It's like when you're in school, and like uh, your, your teacher's telling you like, you, you like math teachers like okay well you got the right answer but that's not how you get that answer right and you're like no but I, I got the right answer yeah but that's not the right way to get there <laughs> eventually that's gonna screw you over because yeah. you have to learn the right way this time you've got it right but every other circumstance you would have gotten that wrong yeah it's also kind of like an improv instead of going from like A to C like a normal person you go, you go from A to G yeah and then G guess C, C. Yeah. <laughs> and you just guess and you happen to land on C uh, Batman holds up a punch card in, in front of his mouth. This animation is so lazy. There's all these times where Batman's holding things in front of his mouth so his lips don't move. Mm-hmm. You, can't, yeah. you don't have to see his lips moving. Um, and, and he just figures out that there's going to be some diamonds somewhere. A diamond-encrusted athlete's belt worth $1 million. And all I could think of was jockstrap. Yeah. No, athlete's belt. That's a thing. That's a thing that people wear, right? No, it has to be a jockstrap. <laughs> I think they're going for, like, a wrestler's belt. I think that was the Oh, idea. but that doesn't have anything to do with baseball. No, it doesn't. Jock straps, though. <laughs> they do have things to do with baseball. But we see this later. It's a jock strap. Why would you have a diamond-encrusted jock strap? <laughs> Athlete's belt's not a real <laughs> thing. Uh, so Batman and Robin show up at a sporting goods store, and they fight... And, uh, Can you just imagine, like, walking into Dick's and being like, hey, uh, you guys got any uh, penguins around here with the uh, diamond-encrusted, um, all the words escaping me right now, the uh, athlete's belts? Yeah. What do you have in the uh, athlete's belts? Can you show me your, <laughs> your most expensive athlete's belts? I, I'm looking for something for my husband. It's our 20th anniversary, um, and I just, you know, he needs a new athlete's belt, <laughs> and so I just try to do something special for him, and I just... Have anything maybe in like mm, diamonds? Diamonds. Diamonds. Uh, so these henchmen of the penguin who are dressed like like eagles, they're like bald yeah. eagles. It makes no sense. Yeah. Um, they they run towards Batman and Robin, and they're immediately disabled by Batman and Robin throwing barbells at them. <laughs> Catch these heavy things! <laughs> oh, I caught it, but now what do I do with it? Penguin tries to escape, and Robin throws this batarang, which just circles around him continuously. 
It's not how boomerangs work. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? A stick? Yeah. <laughs> you passed the comedian test. You can keep doing stand-up. Yeah, I went to kindergarten. I've, I've heard that one. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so they, they, Batman just kind of gently places this net over the penguin. He doesn't throw it. He kind of gently places it. And the penguin's just like, okay. And they go to a clean-shaven and much younger than normal Commissioner Gordon, who tells them that the diamonds were stolen while Penguin was in their custody. <gasps> it couldn't have been the Penguin. <gasps> and uh, so Be- Penguin threatens to sh- sue them for assault and battery <laughs> and false arrest, which I kind of love because that's... He's kind of got a point. Technically true. He's, they're not police. They can't just go arresting people. Especially for things they haven't done yet. Yeah. Um, at some point here, there's a uh, joke. Yeah, Batman reads a newspaper that has a bad joke in it. It's like, um... It's raining cats and dogs. How do you know? I just stepped into a poodle. Uh. <laughs> it made me laugh legitimately every time. And then he, he sees the same joke being written on, like, a, a blimp and read by Commissioner Gordon and read on the radio, and Batman does some more free association and concludes that this is the, the Joker behind this. Oh, he's like, dogs, something about something else. Uh, rain, water, Barry Beagle, the yeah. comic is in town with his Peruvian pearl collection. Dogs, what's a type of dog? Poodles. Or er, er, poodles. Poodles are performing dogs. Perform the circus. Circus? Clowns, clowns, the Joker. Yes. Oh, so bad. But also, what kind of a comic collects Peruvian pearls? Are there Peruvian pearls? Is that a thing? I don't know, but I definitely know if there are. I don't know any comedians making enough money to collect them. They go to the Joker's last known hideout, which is a house made out of playing cards. (laughs) Very subtle. Yeah. I'm sure his neighborhood's association loves that. They land on the roof, and they fall through a trap door, and they fight off the Joker's henchmen. And <laughs> he calls them merry men. Yeah. The Loser. Joker... I forgot to look up the, look up the guy's name. But he sounds like he's eating a sandwich the entire time. <laughs> he's, that's how he's delivering this line. He's just like, Batman, why are you, why are you breaking my house, Batman? <laughs> or like he uh, ate a, it's like a white bread sandwich and the bread stuck to the top of his mouth, so he's trying to scrape it off while he's talking. <laughs> um, so they, they arrest the Joker, and they find out the pearls were stoke, stolen while the Joker was in custody. <laughs> he couldn't have done it. <sighs> Batman figures out that the Joker and the Penguin switched their modus operandi. Penguin and Joker trade the pearls for the diamond belt, Batman places a fake report on the news that says that the diamond belt, the diamond athlete's belt, is fake. And Joker and Penguin have a mid-air fight, which right. is not supposed to be a mid-air fight. It's just very poorly, poorly animated. animated. Yep. Uh, and Penguin's umbrella <laughs> turns into a knife, but the Joker replaced it with a rubber knife. Mm-hmm. But Penguin replaced the rubber knife with a rubber knife with poison gas in the handle. Yes. <laughs> this is the most elaborate triple cross. I was going to be like, if you knew it was a rubber knife, just put your regular knife back yeah. in it. <laughs> Why do you have to go through all this? This is so overly complicated. Uh, 
um, like if this were an improv scene, your coach would be like, okay, but just, just clarify, like you didn't have to keep, to keep going with that. And it gets, the next scene is so much more complicated, overly complicated. Right. Uh, Penguin, I love this moment. He flies away in his umbrella with the pearls. Yeah, he's got he, like he turns the umbrella like upside down, and he's just kind of sitting in it right. and just flying off. There's like a little flame, like jet engine, coming out the bottom of it. Um, Batman decides to to take the Joker. I, I guess Batman shows up at some point in here. He, um, he takes the Joker to the hospital. Because the Joker's been poisoned. You missed a part. What did I miss? So they capture Batman and Robin, and they put him in that batting cage, where if they missed any of the balls, they would electrocute them. Yeah. Batman decides to take the Joker to the hospital. But he goes to the hospital after that. Right? Oh, no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, um... Batman decides to take Joker to the hospital, and it cuts to an ambulance driver who says that he was following Batman. (laughs) And Batman's like, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense, actually. Uh, And then... And then... Yeah. (laughs) I love this scene. Batman and Robin get caught. Yeah. And and electrocutes them. Yes. And puts them in a batting cage. This is so complicated. Where... The balls are being thrown at them. And By if, giant penguin statues. Yes, and if they don't hit every ball, if any ball hits the fence yeah. or the ground yeah. behind them, they will be electrocuted till they are dead. Or is it a ball? No, it, it like sets off TNT. Yes, it's they will die. Yeah, and so they just got to keep hitting these balls. After literally... Two balls. Robin starts grunting. Oh, I can't keep this up much longer. Robin's a bottom. Yeah. This is this is two. <laughs> two balls, Robin. You're supposed to be in shape. Well, that's a lie. Mm. And then Batman's like, "All right, on the count of three, we both hit them back into the penguins' mouths, <laughs> and then it'll explode the penguins." And that's what they do. Yeah. And then they capture the penguin off screen. They right. don't even show this happening. I only got 16 minutes to work with here. They gotta go yeah. fast. No, 12 minutes. Oh, you're right. Joker calls and reveals that the ambulance driver was one of his henchmen, and the pearls are fake. They show up at the Joker's cabin, and he tries to escape in a bulldozer, which is the worst way to... Very, very subtle those are, escape vehicle. Those are very slow <laughs> and very easy to spot. Uh, but they blow it up with a batarang. Joker and Penguin are griping about each other in separate jail cells. Then a partition rises up, revealing they're in the same cell. Whoa. Everyone laughs. Lower the partition. And that's the end of uh, episode one. Which had a lot more plot than most of the Batman stuff we've watched. I sort of love the idea that they're, they're... Playing against the idea that the Joker and the Penguin have such established patterns mm-hmm. that they can just not do that pattern. It's kind of like in the um, Adam West movie, what they tried to do, mm-hmm. with them all working together and like mixing up what each one does, yeah. but this time it was successful. Right. Um, so the second episode we watched was called A Bird Out of Hand. Yes. Which is, you know... What you used to call having to slap your wife because she talked back to you. Is that a thing? Nope. Just okay. made that up. <laughs> um, 
Batman and uh, or, or Bruce and, and Dick, they're not in costume. They're driving when they're stopped by two very gay criminals. Mm-hmm. They're super, super white, uh, kind of effeminate men with ascots. Yes. And they, uh, they stop the car, and they're uh, trying to carjack them. But Bruce and Dick are saved by the penguin. Right, that was a twist. Yeah. Shalomalan. He's, uh, uh, he's performed now. He's a superhero. Commissioner Gordon confirms that the penguin has gone straight, and penguin chases some criminals across a roof with his umbrella, and then shoots oil out of his umbrella. Uh, I also, I forgot to mention this with the last one. When, I mean, this comes up with, with this too, but like when they had the Joker or the penguin in Commissioner Gordon's office, mm-hmm. just because they didn't commit that specific crime, right? they still committed a lot of other crimes. Yeah, They're true. still like... Escaped criminals, and you can There's still take. There's not like a statute of limitations on robbery, or right? Murder, murder, not yeah. a statute of limitations. And like the penguin can't just be like, no, I'm not going to be a criminal anymore. And like, oh, okay, then we won't well, arrest you. Right, that seems fair. Yeah. Um. So he arrests the bad guys, but it turns out when the bad guys are in jail, they each flash a penguin feather at each other as a symbol to escape. Yeah. And the feathers are bombs to get them out by exploding the locks. Yeah. And um, they, they, the, it turns out the penguin has been locking up a lot of people and giving them these feathers. Mm-hmm. Not totally sure what his plan is. he releasing more criminals than the ones he gave Probably, the Because I, I then guess. that would let the ones that were his henchmen like get out, have a better chance of getting out. Like if you only jailbreak two people, then it's easy to catch two people. But if you jailbreak a hundred people, then you're not going to catch everyone. Right, but I'm saying is jailbreak logic. You right. probably aren't familiar with that, but <laughs> I'm not as badass as you. Obviously, I haven't done time. <laughs> Me neither. I would do terribly in jail. I would do either that or really well. Nope, terribly. Yeah, but I'm just saying, what is his goal here? Does he want to get everyone out of jail? I just think he he likes causing general ruckus. Yeah, that's probably it. I'm probably overthinking this. Yeah, it's just a cartoon for kids. Yeah. (laughs) This is the full point of the podcast, though. You're just like, well, you know, the whole point of this podcast, it's uh, it's dumb. It's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're overanalyzing this. My God, you, you think about Batman more than me. Yeah. You do. Hey, you know this thing we've spent like uh, like 15, 16 hours doing? Uh, it's really dumb. You're, you're a dumb man. You're a dumb man child. Uh, your, uh, your idea that you had to yeah. do this thing. <laughs> this thing we've been doing for months? It's stupid. You're a stupid person, and I'm leaving. I'm going home. I'm not going to do this anymore. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so one of the criminals returns to the penguin's hideout, and penguin notices Batman has slipped a transmitter... Oh, Batman and Robin show up and they, they stop. Batman the and Robin are like, eh, there's something that's not right here. Yeah. Which sounded more like a penguin voice than yeah. a Batman and Robin voice. They, they drive in, like in circles around all the criminals, creating this giant plume of smoke so that they can fight the that's criminals. that's how driving works. Yeah. So that they can fight the criminals without the animators having to draw it. Mm-hmm. Which again, I, you know, I think I get the Hanna-Barbera work ethic. I'm into it. <laughs> Let's think about how many different cartoons they were making. They made a lot of them. They made a lot of cartoons. One of the criminals returns, and uh, Penguin notices Batman has slipped a transmitter the size of like a like a good sized ice cube. 
mm-hmm. into his shirt pocket. It's not small. No. It seems like he would have noticed this. Should have noticed it. Uh, and the penguins, we didn't talk about this, the, the penguins hideout. It is a nest. It's a giant nest. Made of metal. It's not subtle. You would think someone would notice this. It's like on top of a mountain. A neighborhood association really can't like that. That man is lowered into the roost on a rope and entrapped with te- tentacles. Yeah, it's like the nest is suddenly like um, in Harry Potter. Or the every Japanese porno. Am- what's that thing called? The um, Devil Snare. Oh, Dumbledore. <laughs> so close. It's Devil's Snare. And I'm nerdier than you in some ways. <laughs> uh, so the penguin offers to let Batman go if he won't bother him anymore, <laughs> which seems more than fair. Yeah, right? They let me just commit crime at will as long as I want, and I will let you out of my nest. Yeah. The penguin's very trusting. Just promise me you'll just leave me alone. Which Batman should have been like, yeah. I'll do that. That's fine. But instead, Robin turns the bat plane towards the nest, so like the the jet engine is like heating up mm-hmm. the nest, and it just melts the whole thing. But Batman's not burnt. No, he's not <laughs> scalded alive with molten metal. Because it should have been basically like that scene in Game of Thrones where um, Daenerys' younger brother wants to be the king, and. Paul Drogo pours the metal over his head and he dies. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it would be. Mm-hmm. Or like that scene at the end of Terminator 2 where he lowers himself. Oh, yeah. Also that. Actually, more like yours because Batman's not a robot. No, Batman's a, a, a man. Yeah. Uh, actually, Batman's a fictional character. Yeah. But could be either. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, so oh, so <laughs> I loved this part. So Batman gets into the airplane with Robin. Oh my god, yes, this, I wrote this down. And um, Batman hooks the umbrella with some steel wire mm-hmm. and drags a penguin in his stupid flying umbrella yes. back to headquarters to arrest him. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's it, that's the end. Oh, what I wrote down is uh, penguins shouts, you'll pay for this, Batman. And Batman and Robin just stare straight ahead and they don't react to this at all. <laughs> Just another day's work. <laughs> Alright, um, then we watch one more called The Cool, Cruel Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Uh, Alfred is... Oh, I also noticed Alfred is in the intro of the show. He did not really come up in the show itself. Doesn't he in this one? Because doesn't he try to get water for Batman or something and there's no water? Maybe he is. I don't know. I didn't write it down, though, so... So, Mr. Freeze, it starts off with him just freezing all these things, and then uh, Bruce Wayne notices that the water fountain in the Batcave isn't working, and immediately (laughs) thinks this must be a job for Batman. They finish working out in (laughs) tank tops. I wrote down that they were in tank tops, so they're pretty skimpy. Yeah. Um, And they head to uh, Commissioner Gordon's office... And there are icebergs in Gotham Harbor, even though it's 90 degrees out. Um, at the harbor, Mr. Freeze freezes everyone. Batman does the, a J-turn in his car and uses the, uses the thrusters to unfreeze everyone, and then runs to the aquarium where Mr. Freeze is stealing a whale. 
feels comfortable with just losing. She just sees the earrings as disposable at this point. That's kind of smart. Yeah. Because I have earrings in, like, every purse that I own that I've, like, just taken off and stuck in there. Mm-hmm. But I also, like, if I lose one of the earrings, I'll still wear the other one. I just pick another random earring to wear it with. This would be another great business idea is, like, disposable earrings, like, really cheap, like, plastic or something that you can just wear once and it's called it's Claire's. Okay, well, maybe it's not the greatest business <laughs> idea. I mean, it is a good business idea. Teenage girls love it. Yeah. This is, uh, this is why I'm not doing this podcast with another guy. You, that, you get him, Danny. actually tried to start that business. You get him, Danny. You get him one day. Um, I wrote, whales can find gold. Yeah. I love that this, on this podcast, I'm saying, like, oh, we should do this business. I'm like, no, that's Claire's. And you're saying, like, oh, Batman should be this. I'm like, oh, that's Batman Returns. <laughs> that's already... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, the whale somehow finds the gold? Yeah, the government trained it to find gold. Yeah. Which is what they're <laughs> doing with their time. I so want that to be a real thing. Yeah. I want the government trying to teach whales to find All right, gold. we got a bunch of shipwrecks. We're in a lot of debt. How do we get out of debt? Whales? Train the whales to get the gold from the shipwrecks and bring it to us. Uh, I think pirate, or like treasure hunter sounds like the greatest career imaginable. I want that to be my life. Yeah, but then you're like broke most of the time. I want to be a good treasure hunter though. Okay. Like a successful one. Alright. That's my dream. So you want to be Indiana Jones? Yeah. Alright, that's fair. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be Indiana Jones? I've got this idea. Probably Shia LaBeouf now. Yeah. I've got this idea for a sketch that I have a specific person in mind for it who I've not told about this idea, but I think he'd be really funny doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's Joe Gilpin, the, the comedian who's on the camping episode. <laughs> so, Joe, this is my pitch. If you're listening, if you're listening, Joe, please do this. I think he'd be really funny in this role. Um, but it would be uh, Iggy Baltimore, outlaw librarian. He's just like Indiana Jones, but instead of a uh, archaeologist, he's like a librarian. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to return all these overdue books. He's just punching people and shouting like, "This belongs in a library." <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, I think it's funny. Um, so Alfred steals some some jewels, and Batman and Robin chase after, and then they let they help him escape the police, and then they steal some artwork. Steal jewels and artwork. Yeah. What kind of jewels do you think? The Bellman jewels. Yeah, but do you think there's, uh, I guess there's some rubies in there, some sapphires? Maybe some sapphires. uh, Do you think there's any other precious stones? Perhaps some diamonds. Diamonds. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird how often the word diamonds comes up in this show. It's like the only thing these people steal. Yeah. Uh, Hello. There's other stuff to steal. Yeah. Batman and Robin capture Mr. Freeze, who thinks that they're criminals. He tells them where the gold is. And then freezes them and puts them in an ice cube machine. Something, something, utility belts. I don't understand how they got out. Um, let's see, let's see. I think I wrote that down. Bow, bow, bow. Doesn't matter. They, they get out. They oh. melt the ice from the inside. But how? Mm, heat belt. If you could steal any one thing, what would you steal? Like, you couldn't get in trouble for it, Mm. it would be fine. 
steal Alice and Bree's heart. Oh, that was uh, cute. Yeah. I was going to say, like, the property rights to um, an apartment building on the Upper East Side, <laughs> and then I could be their landlord and make a lot of money and do whatever I want. But that is good. Yours is nicer than mine. Yeah. I'll stand by mine, though. I didn't have a good answer. Yours is a better answer. Yeah. Uh, mine was kind of kind of cheap, kind of a cheap way out of the question. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I'm just two steps closer to being a supervillain than you are. Yeah. Oh, how great would that be if that's where this podcast goes, is that we are driven insane by this, and you become like a supervillain, and I become a vigilante. Superhero. I would definitely become a supervillain among the two man. of us. I would just push people in front of trains all day. I actually... This, this is what this podcast is doing to me. Uh, on Joe Gilpin, his podcast, Up, Up, and Away, they mentioned something about how there's three different Batman cinematic universes, and I actually had to text him, Joe, by my count, there's at least 37. So fuck you. And then Danny. he's like, Danny, what are you doing with your life? Danny, that's so sad, and you just broke up with a girl yeah. who wanted to date you. Yeah. Hey, there's a lot of Batman universes in the sea. 37 by your count. How pathetic are the men in New York that there are women who are dating me? It's not some pickings here. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Men are bad. Men are not good. Which is amazing because almost every woman that I meet is, like, incredible and super intelligent and talented at a bunch of different things. They're and great. like Or has, like, real careers that they're doing. I'm and if not, then they're doing the arts. Way out of my league. Yeah. Every woman I've dated has been out of my league. I would never date someone in my league. My league is a bad league. <laughs> it's an awful league full of ugly... I almost said, like, the Berenstein Bears, but what's that? The Bad News Bears. The Bad News Bears. No, Mama Bear is like my league. That's that's what if the world was fair, I'd be dating like a like a bear. I'd be dating, An actual bear. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. No, it, it would be bad. I mean, only well, if you made her mad. You would. Yeah, you would. You know me. Yeah. Yeah, I told you how I broke up with, with the the last girl. Oh, in the bar. Yeah, well, in the bar, but, like, the, the, the Gandhi tactics, the oh, passive Oh, yes, did you let her break up with you? Yes. When bears break up with you, they just eat you. <laughs> this has been Chelsea's Animal Corner. Chelsea's Animal, Animal Corner. Corner. Wow. Anyway, more Batman stuff, I guess. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Batman and Robert are in a boat now. Yeah, they chase in the Batcopter and the man that Mr. Freeze's speedboat. Just as it's about to hit the iceberg full of gold, Batman, uh, he, he hits something on his utility belt, like a radio-type thing, causing the whale to save him. Yes, he changed the sonic frequency. Batman asks for the, uh, so they, they throw Mr. Freeze in jail. Bruce Wayne asks for the wanted poster of Batman and Robin, because they were pretending to be criminals for 30 seconds, so they made wanted posters, and he... Asked Commissioner Gordon for this one poster, saying he wants uh, it must be rare and he wants it as a souvenir. And Commissioner Gordon tells him they printed one hundred thousand, and everyone laughs maniacally. And they like look at the pile of them, and it's like five piles yeah. that are like maybe two feet tall. Why did they not put these one posters out? They're not going to do any good in his office. That is a good point that I had not thought of at all. Um, so that is the cool, cruel 
Mr. Freeze. Before we finish up the adventures of Batman, I want to briefly talk about there was two Batman uh, cameos cameos on Sesame Street. Sesame Street. There is one. They don't have names, really. They're, they're just kind of short. There's clips. one that's called Batman and Robin, according to the internet, and there's one that's called Batman and Robin Cross the Street. Yeah. And, uh... I'll let you guess what that one's about. <laughs> Let's talk about Batman and Robin Cross the Street. What All happens right. in that one? So, the Joker, he robs a bank. Mm-hmm. He comes out of the bank with bags full of money. Mm-hmm. You know, with the dollar sign on yeah. it? And he runs across the street. He's just... He's just jaywalking. And Robin gets ready to run into the street, and Batman stops him and is mm-hmm. like, no. Yeah. Always cross the street at a corner. Mm-hmm. And Robin's like... But the Joker, then Joker gets hit by a car and knocked into a manhole. This is a Sesame Street, so it gets hit by a car. And knocked into a manhole. And then Batman says, that's why you always cross the street at a corner. Remember kids, it's down the street, not across the road. Whoa. Yeah. Do you get that reference? No. No, never mind. I don't know. Oh, wait, yes, I do. Suicide. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Suicide. That's <laughs> a great topic for a comedy podcast. That's another recurring thing of this show. We talk about death a lot. We do. It's We're fine. super morbid. Not really. Yeah. Are we? I think we are. I listen be. to a lot of crime podcasts to the yeah. point that I'm like, ugh, another podcast about Ed Gein. Yeah. What am I going to learn from this? Nothing. Yeah. The answer is nothing. I've learned nothing new. Did I tell you I'm, I'm dating that? I had one date. I'm gonna have a second one with the gravestone yes. lady. Yes. We had a long conversation about it. What is the best way to be murdered? And uh, oh, that's a really good conversation. Yeah. Where'd you land on? Getting shot. Hmm. I think it depends on who does it. Because if it's like, um, what's his name, Son of Sam, he did a really bad job shooting people. Hey, let me ask you. I had a, a conversation about this with a whole bunch of comedians. And I have kind of a theory. We're talking about Sesame Street, and yeah. now here we are. Uh, real quickly, though, I have a, a theory. I want to see if this is, is true for you, too. Um, but here's, here's the question. All right. How would you kill yourself? Ooh. It's stereotypical, mm-hmm. because more women kill themselves with pills mm-hmm. than men. Mm-hmm. But I would probably do it the way that Marilyn Monroe would have actually killed herself, which is like, get all dolled up, pose yourself, whatever, have a couple of drinks, take a bottle of Xanax. Maybe this is, uh, maybe my theory is wrong, or maybe this is the difference between stand-ups and sketch comedians, because every stand-up I've asked has had an answer ready to go. I'm like, how would you kill yourself? Like, shoot, shoot in the head. That's how I'd do it. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I'd go out to a national park, I'd shoot myself. If there's no hesitation, they're all like, oh, yeah, I know, I've thought a lot about this. Yeah, well, see, I have two, because here's my thing. The reason I've thought of that mm-hmm. would be, uh, one, very little cleanup for anyone in your family. Mm-hmm. Two, not traumatic for your family to find yeah. if you do it in any way. Yeah. Uh, three, it's, if, especially if you're using like Xanax or whatever, it's not a terribly unpleasant way to die. Yeah. You basically just, like, go unconscious, and then you're, like, dead. You want to hear mine? Yeah. Uh, buy a boat... Mm-hmm. Go out to the middle of the ocean, uh-huh. drill a hole in the boat, then take pills. Mm. Nobody, nobody finds it. 
I'll leave a note so people don't think I just went missing. No trauma or anything for anyone to find. It'd be cooler if he just went missing, though. I don't want then people to have, like, mystery. false hope and be like, maybe he's still out there. I want to be, let them have closure and be like, no, I'm, you're not going to find me, but I promise I'm dead. Which sounds like something someone who just started a new life somewhere <laughs> would say. Yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe that is worse. So, leave no note. Yeah. That's one of my things is, like, I am super... I can think of, like, a lot of ways of being killed that would be terrible that I could, like, put up with. But drowning... Drowning sounds bad. Really, I'm not into drowning. No. Mm-mm. Especially in the ocean. Drowning's bad. Fire, Salt water fire on top of it. Fire apparently is horrible, but... Most things I've read it is it is that it burns most of your nerve endings very quickly, and then you actually die of smoke inhalation. Because from what I've read, uh, fire bad. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) You know what else would be a nice way to go? Uh, Freezing to death. Actually. I've heard that it's actually, you're kind of warm. You are. Like, at some point, it's Like, it's very unhappy. You're very miserable at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. But then your body, like, tricks you into, like, thinking that you're really hot. So mm-hmm. you take off all of your clothes because you think you're hot and you want to cool off. Then you get really tired and you lay down and you go to sleep and you die. I had this nightmare as a kid that this... Looking back, this is a weird thing for a kid to be concerned and, like, scared by. But mm-hmm. this traumatized me that I had, like, a terminal illness... And there were no graveyards left on Earth. And so I was going to have to be buried on, like, the moon or something. And my family's like, we don't know what to do. There's no graveyards left. You can't be buried on Earth. And just the idea but of... see, now that seems like something that you'd be like, rad, I get to be buried on the moon. Actually, it does sound kind of cool. Like, they put you in a rocket and they shoot you into the moon. But I guess it was, like, the, the idea of being so separated from, like, my family. Right, and, like, yeah. That's... Eternal separation from... Well, that's just a child's way of trying to grasp the concept of death. Yeah. That's what it is. That's probably exactly what that is. Psychologically, that's what it is. That you would be completely separate from all of your family and loved ones and that you don't understand what's beyond that. So the closest that you can think to anything that you don't understand that's beyond what you know is space. And there you go. See, this is great. This podcast has helped me work through a lot of issues. Yeah. I figured out early on that Batman is my dad. Batman is your dad. I figured out that this... Death is space. Death is space. And fire is bad. <laughs> you know, I actually kind of like the idea of death is space. Yeah. I'm going to have to... It's kind of like a beautiful thing to think of. Yeah. We did not smoke weed before doing this podcast. I promise. I don't smoke weed at all. Ever? I have. I don't anymore. Well, I don't either because I, I don't have enough occasions now to smoke that it's worth buying weed. I'm going to have to... Actually, I'm not going to tell this story. I'll tell you off the air. All right, that's fine. Um, you guys missed a good story. Uh, <laughs> it's not that great, but it's about a person uh, that I know who has started smoking weed who would not want me to announce this. Oh, so, that's fine. Um, so this is, oh, the you other... It's like your grandma. No, my grandmother is definitely not smoking weed. Are you sure? Uh, I'm 100. My grandmother won't even take aspirin. My grandmother is such, like, a teetotaler. We, it was so hard. We, she had some surgery years ago, and it was so hard to convince her to take pain medication after. She just hates the concept of any kind of pills or drugs of, of any kind. Oh, 
Well, painful addiction runs in my family. Uh, my grandma has, like, a chronic hip problem, and mm. she can't take a lot of strong pain medicines anymore because of, at one point, having a problem with them. I mean, that case, she's got, like, a legitimate reason. Yeah, well, so my brother was um, going to teach her how to, to smoke dabs um, to try to help because she was having a lot of problems. They went away, but I think it's back now, so stay tuned. My grandmother has never had a sip of alcohol. Wow. Does not understand why anyone ever would. I remember her having this conversation with, with me and my cousin, and... Uh, I can tell her. I got some good answers. Yeah, and she was like, I don't understand. Do people in college, they, they drink alcohol? Why, why would she, they... How old is she? Does she think it's like rubbing alcohol? 90... She'll be 97 on January 2nd. That's pretty old. Yeah. So she's like Prohibition era grandma. But but she's like really doesn't understand, but she's very accepting. Because I remember my cousin's response is, yeah, grandma, some people drink alcohol. Sometimes I go into the bathroom at my college, and there's just people doing coke. And I join in. And my grandma's like, oh, okay. That's... That's new. That's yeah. different than what I did. Huh. It's different than it was in my day. That's yeah. fun. That's neat. Girls can go to college now. <laughs> in my day, girls weren't allowed to do cocaine. <laughs> in my day, cocaine, you bought it in a bottle and you had it with a cheeseburger. <laughs> um, okay, this is the final thing we're doing today. The final Batman. Batman, the up and over and around the other Sesame Street. This one sucked. I loved it. Oh, really? Mm. I liked the crossing the street one. I thought it was really funny. I mean, you got to keep in mind, this is for five-year-olds. <laughs> some of them are funny, some of them are Batman and Robin are trying to capture a criminal. I didn't write this down. Did you write this down? I did write this down. You do this, because I'm trying to go from memory. If we could only get that guy, the criminal... Who's now on an upstairs window that's... So there's a building. Yeah. It's it's the doorway. Mm -hmm. It has a guard at it. Yeah. That guy, second floor window. Mm. Robin says, if we could only get that guy without having to go through the guard. Heavy emphasis on the word through. Then Batman's like, we'll throw a battering up in the air. Up. And through the window. Through. By tying a rope around it. Around. That's how we'll get there, basically. And they do that, and they say it's easy to capture a criminal when you know how to use up, through, and around. Ta-da! Yeah, that was great. It's a good Hopefully you didn't learn anything new from that. <laughs> for, for kids in 1960-something, that's a nice little lesson. Yeah, I. it's so weird as an adult to think about, like, there was a point in time which you, when you didn't know the difference between up, around, and through. Yeah. Kids are dumb. They, they, they don't know things. You know, that's what that bear song is about. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. That's a bear song? I think there's bears in there somewhere. Where are there bears? I don't remember. I just feel like there are bears in there. Is grandma a bear? There's more words to that. I'm going to look it up right now. This is the last Batman from the 60s. We have covered the first three decades worth of Batman. Goodbye to the 60s. Oh, 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 oh. it's over. So, have I I made you a Batman fan yet? We've covered the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. No, not even a little bit. What do you think? What was the... Oh, we should put this on our, our list of Batman 
Batman. Oh. Um, what was his name? I wrote it down. Olaf. 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 white. Olaf. 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 He's a fancy white. <laughs> He's not one of the trash whites like us. Did I ever tell you about the time I went on a date with that guy and he referred to, um, they were like regular white people, or he said they were like good white people and ethnic white people. <laughs> and I was like, like referring to like Eastern European people <laughs> and like Russian people, and I was like, we should never date again. That's like beyond even normal racism. That's 20s racism where like Irish and Jews and Italians aren't right. white people. Right. Uh, to be fair, I did go out with them another two times because it was right after <laughs> I moved here and I was really broke and he paid for everything. <laughs> but I'm not proud of it. <laughs> um, it's hard being single. It's, it's bad. It's awful. It's I just hate not a good time. It. I hate it. Not it's a good time. Every date I go on, I try so hard to rationalize everything. I'm like, uh, she seems great, except for these 12 things. I have to talk myself into dates when I go on them, which I don't have to now. Yeah. I, I'm just always like, I, I mean, it's I can look past these 12 things, right? It just, it's, except for her looks, her personality, and her opinions, I yeah. I'm, could totally see myself with her. That guy, he had such a great job, and he traveled a lot, and he was like... Oh, also for he job, was in her voice. Yeah, he was between <laughs> here <laughs> and my hometown, so that was cool, and he lived in a nice apartment, and he paid for everything, and he was a pretty good kisser, mm. but mm, the ethnic whites thing, plus he just kept trying to get me to fuck him, and I was like, dude, we've only gone out like twice. That's a problem. I don't... All these girls I go out, they're always trying to get me to uh, break my vow of chastity, and I won't do it. They don't know that I hold the key to your chastity belt. <laughs> they don't know about it. Chelsea and my relationship is very complex. It's very complicated. A lot of layers. Did you know that's actually about Thanksgiving? There are no bears in it, but there is pie and pudding. Oh, I thought you meant the chastity belt was about Thanksgiving. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, wait, how does how do those things connect? <laughs> yes, the chastity belt is an ancient Puritan ritual. <laughs> Actually, that sounds right. Like, you have to wear it all year, except yeah. for on Thanksgiving. I always wonder on uh, on shows and, and podcasts and stuff what the, the host relationship is like, like off camera or mm-hmm. off mic. Yeah. And, like, whether they're friends in real life. Uh, Chelsea and I do not get along off mic. That's we, not true. <laughs> I was doing a bit, and then you ruined it by, you didn't yes and me. Well, I didn't know you were doing a bit. Well, you could have listened for a moment. Well, that's the part of improv that I'm not the best at. <laughs> Chelsea and I are very good friends. You're, you're one of the best friends who I've known a very short amount of time. I do that. We've become very close very quickly. I'm like, here, be my friend now. Yeah. I actually kind of force people into it. Sometimes they like it. Sometimes we do podcasts together. I'm glad you're my friend. Yes, I agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you're glad I'm your friend, but that I'm glad I'm your friend. Okay. Did I? I'm glad I'm your friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. Nope, I meant to say I'm glad you're my friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I meant to say. (laughs) I'm very narcissistic. Yeah, I am. Alright, where do we place Olan Sewell on our list? Well, I don't care. <laughs> I thought he was pretty good. 
I want to put the Sesame Street one towards the top because it is funny. I mean, it's the same guy, so you got to rank them all. Oh. Take them all as, as one thing. He's such a dumbass. <laughs> I kind of liked his delivery. I he had a few gadgets here and there. Seemed like he knew what he was doing. Knew how to cross the street. That's for damn sure. He knew not to cross the street. Yeah. So. Okay. Where do you put him? Above no one. Oh, yeah. that's the list right there. I got the list pulled up. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. At, uh, let's go over it real quick. At the top, we've got Matt Kohler from Demon in the Dark. Which sounds like a Bruce Str- Springsteen song. <laughs> Springsteen song. Did you get drunk at some point? <laughs> no. <it's laughs> when I wasn't looking? It's just different recording at night. It's fun. We someone done that drunk recording. We need to. Yeah. I've got a, a guest who, I, I'll, I'll say off air, but I, there's someone who I think would be a good guest in like two weeks. Do I know this person? You do know this person. I don't want to say it just in case it doesn't happen. Cool. Um, but I think they would be a good guest, and they would love to do a drunk episode. I love being drunk, so yeah. yeah. Um, but doesn't Demon in the Dark sound like a Springsteen song? It does sound like a, or a porno, Str- Springsteen porno. Mm. I would watch that. I would too. Young Springsteen could get it. Yeah. The ass on the back of that Born um, in the USA album on it's the front. It's a nice ass. It's a pocket you want to put your hand in. I feel like Springsteen would go for like four hours though. Wouldn't go for too long. Yeah, but if you're fucked up, it doesn't matter. You're like, yeah. It'd be like one of his concerts where by the end everyone's like, I just want to go home. It's like, it would be like tantric sex except for while it's happening. He's just, like, making random comments instead of singing the song that you want him to play. He starts getting, like, weirdly political. Yeah. We can't let um, Anthony listen to this one because it'll never come on our podcast. Yeah. I'm so excited for the one. Will you talk to him about it? No. I will. He'll be on it. He'll do it. We hope so. We're recording. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, Matt Kohler is at the top from Demon in the Dark. Then we've got Dolphy from James Batman. Uh, Catherine Victor from The Wild Wild Woman. Adam West from Batman 1966, Maura Morty from La Mujer Musilago, uh, Lil Batman, then Jack Smith from Batman Dracula, Robert Lowry from the Batman and Robin 1949 serial, No One, then Lewis Wilson slash uh, Joel, what's his face from Batman TM, Adam Percy Rockwood hmm, from Pecorolo? Yeah, from Batman Night of Halloween, and Dave Noble. David Noble from The Disagreement. I know where I want to put him. This has got to be the last time I read the full list. The list is, we will always... We'll start doing just like the... We'll talk about like where we want people... People before and then we'll place like top five or something. The list is in the show notes. You can always see the the link to it anytime you want to check it out. We've got a list of that and a list of our schedule. Our schedule? I say above Batman Dracula, below Little Batman. (laughs) Mmm... Or if you wanted to put him above for the Batman, we could do that, too. Um, That's where I would say. Well, Batman's a pretty good comparison. It's kind of a similar tone. Um, just the fact that it's an adult doing it, I think he <laughs> should go over a little Batman. <laughs> fine. That's um, fine. Okay. You know what? I want to put him above Adam West. Really? I think I liked him better than Adam West. Yeah, but I don't like him better than the woman from La Mujer Murcielago. The woman who was like a victim for half of it? She was only playing a victim. She said, I think there's a bunch of men coming to rape me. Let me put on lingerie and go to sleep. But you know what? She figured out what was doing it. And then she put the doodad on the 
doctor, say, blew up the boat, save the day. And then she freaked out because she saw a mouse. It's not her fault they rode her that way. She was pulling things out of her vagina, like torches and shit. You know what? That's a multi... It's better than a utility belt. Utility coach. Utility twat. Um... This is not my hill to live and die on. If you want to put her, put him between uh, Mora, Morty, and what Bo if Batman. we put him at the same place as her? So five and five and a half. I know we've done it a few times. But I would rather have everyone have their own spot. I, I, Fine, we'll I think put him above Adam West. Okay, I was I was gonna agree with you, but no, no, you said it above Adam West. That's he's fine. He's number four on our list. Catherine Victor's still number three, so... Yeah. Whatever. Uh, any final thoughts about the 60s Batman? Bye, I'm so glad I never have to watch you ever again. How does he compare to... There's no 50s Batman, so how does he compare to the 40s Batman? He's in color. Well, <laughs> and animated. <laughs> Batman as a whole he in has the 60s. more gadgets. Um... Less girlfriends. I think. Which is important to me. Yeah. That, like, women are less of a plot device right. and more of an actual character. It's still pretty racist and sexist. Oh, yeah. But, but it's not, not in the same so. league. Yeah, it's more like racism of omission than it is, like, characters. Of, or, like, subtle racism. Yeah, it's a lot more subtle. Um, but not subtle compared to now. Yeah. I think the tone is. It, it's weird because it's a lot of the things the 40s Batman did earnestly a lot of the Batman movies in the 60s are doing the same things but they're doing it with kind of a wink and a nod and it's very mm-hmm. campy yes and also what we're comparing them to so like the 40s and 50s well I guess the 40s they were really trying to be like a almost like to have like a film noir kind of feel to me, like the detective that the yeah. pretty woman comes yeah. and knocks on the it, door. It takes like, themselves much more seriously. Yeah. Um, and then that just makes them stupider. But it's like the same thing, like around this time when the James Bond movies start coming out, even those are kind of with like a wink and a nod. And then they get more and more serious as everything goes on, and then they lose all of the fun of the original James Bond movies. I'm excited to see at what point Batman starts becoming serious again. So I think it's. It's probably going to be a while. It is going to be. A, I think honestly, that part of the reason that I like more of the modern Batman things, anyway, is because I really do see him as a villain who chooses not to do bad things, mm-hmm. or I, only does bad things to bad guys. Yeah, that's that's kind of how. And that makes him a much more tolerable and sympathetic yeah. character to me. Uh, I mean, you're only going to like Batman more going forward then, because that's more and more. Well, the that's not saying a lot. I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but there is a the first graphic novel I ever read, and they made a two part animated movie out of it. It's really, really fucking good. You're gonna like it when we get to it. Yeah. It's called Dark Knight Returns, and it's exactly what you're describing right there. Is it um, what you do the couple of days after Christmas when you have to return the things your family gives you that you don't want? <laughs> All the Batman things that my family gets me. Because you're like, I already have this. I already have all of this. I legitimately did reach a point with my family where I had to say, thank you, 
but please stop giving me Batman posters. I have too many of them. Yeah. I can't have seven different Batman posters up on my walls. You should have had him give you more than you could wallpaper. Yeah. I did have, have you seen my map? I have. I've that is a, a great Batman thing. That is cool. And I have... You guys can't see it. Haha, ha, losers. It's like a woodcut, like, map of Gotham. Maybe Daniel put a picture of it on the Facebook group. Yeah. And I've got two other things that... They're both at my mom's. I'm going to bring them up here soon. I have one that's a... Um, Catwoman inflatable doll? No, that's already here. Mm. Yeah. That okay. doesn't go on the, the wall. That goes under my bed. Yeah. Uh, I have Batman on the toilet reading a comic book. Mm-hmm. And I have this poster of Batman puking, and it's really fucking funny. I think I've seen you <laughs> Puke Wayne. Um, do you have any other thoughts? Is there anything else we didn't cover? Um, no. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? You've got some shows coming up? I do have some shows coming up. By this time, I think the East Hill show is going to be over. I'll have a show at Danger Fields. I'm auditioning to get past there. I don't know exactly when it's going to be. Uh, probably, it might have already passed by this time. If it hasn't passed, I'll plug it on the, the Facebook group. I'll be in D.C. Uh, November 12th at um, Shaw's Tavern at 8 o'clock doing a benefit for something. Uh, hungry Homeless people. Homeless people. Hungry people. people who homeless need, and hungry people? They need something, and I'm going to help make sure they get it. Wow. That is so generous. Yeah. Um, Watch is just for the Nazi party of America. <laughs> for the not seating party of America. The not eating party. The not eating party. Um, I don't have a ton going on right now. I've got my 201 improv show on the 14th of November. Oh, yes, you have sent me that. Yeah. Yes. That's the Batman puking. I'll put it up on the the Facebook page. Um, I also have, uh, on November the 9th, some people from my improv class and I are going to be doing some improv on a public access TV channel. Oh, cool. More information to follow. It'll be at night, so that'll be fun. Um, As always, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at AmalfiBroad. You can find me on Twitter uh, at TheRealDonaldTrump. Um... I just, I just want to make sure people go out to the polls and uh, keep Hillary from stealing this election. Mm, yeah. Very important. It's rigged. It's rigged. The whole media has been rigging this. It really is. That whole microphone thing? Yeah. I mean, please. Yeah. And, like, what, she put a bunch of pepper on his podium? Yeah. Making him sniffle the whole time? That and, wasn't and fair. the way the media tried to make it look like he was talking about grabbing women by the pussy... Come on. You know what? Like, buses are private places. Yeah. Like, phone lines, NSA. Yeah. Buses should be a safe space. Right. To speak about whatever you want. You know what, frankly? That's what the homeless guy sitting next to me said. woman should be honored and flattered to be grabbed by Donald Trump on the pussy. You know what? That's Mm -hmm. what riding a city bus is. (laughs) That's what being on a bus is, is having some creepy man try to grab your pussy. Uh, I thank God every day I'm not a woman, and I only have to deal with creepy guys grabbing me by the wiener. Yeah. Bye. True. So that's true. Uh, so that's all we got. Yeah, bye. Bye. Bye.